Hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 77. This is the Independent Musician's Guide to Production and Promotion. Today, we're talking all about the power of music collabs and working with other musicians. We'll give some strategies for approaching potential collabs, ways to work together, why it's worth it, and then we'll share our own experiences, successes, and failures working together for three years today on Audionautic. Yeah, we're celebrating three years. We'll be doing more on that next week. But this show is brought to you by our patrons. And each week we do the show live with them before it heads to YouTube and podcast platforms. You can head to patreon.com slash audionautic to join us and share your opinions on the stream as well as additional bonus content and hangouts. My name is Sun Warper and with me today is my three years going audionautic co-pilot Curtis. How are you? Well good dude much better than I was last time that we spoke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and in the name of it being close to our three years anniversary, I am gonna give you this gift and I am not gonna take a sip of tea directly at the beginning. Wow, wow. I thought you were gonna say you were gonna give me the gift of buying a new microphone and we'd finally be past all of this clipping and all that. But you know what? I'll take the no sip of tea. Wow, that's <laughs> I, I well, nearly. frozen over today. What's going on? Okay, <laughs> I mean, Tom I mean, is saying all he's had is rain for oh. summer, and then now you're not taking a sip. What's going on with the world? I just, you know, I, we get we got to this stage now where we're three years and we're three years, and we're still here. And you know, and I feel like that is a room for growth. I feel like that is room for change. Um, we I could make a hardware change. I mean, this NTG two ain't bad. It's just it's the old interface I got there. Um, right. I mean, sipping tea. I mean, that is no, really what, that's really a pet peeve of yours. And I'm going to give that to you, brother. Well, I just don't <laughs> like hearing, like, right at the start. <laughs> you know, we don't, I mean, yeah, it's a percussion sample, but there's usually talking on top of it. And we'd have to stem mm -hmm. split it to get the sound and all that. But, um, but yeah, real quick, I want to say hello to all of our patrons. We've got Abby in the chat and we've got Thomas in the chat. Uh, and he says, yeah. Let me find it. He says, congratulations, three years. Yeah, we're stoked. It's been a ride. And it's all thanks to you, all of our lovely mm -hmm. patrons. We've also got Bendu in the chat. He says, greetings all. How's everybody doing? Let us know what you've been up to this week. Have you been working on music? Have you been taking a break? We were talking about it earlier. And Curtis says he hasn't touched Ableton in, what, a week now? And then I was just struggling trying to use my OG Dalla setup of the circuit and SP yesterday and went through three different filmings of it and was like, God, why am I doing this? But the third one was the winner. So third time's a charm, I guess. But how have you been, Curtis? Uh, it's been all right. Yeah, I've been, uh, as you know, I've been a bit under the weather. Uh, after ADSM last week, I just I just, I just, crashed. And old Curtis, old Curtis, Curtis would have just powered through. New Curtis went, you know what? Nah, take a rest, take a sleep hibernate for a bit so that's what i did i've not been on socials i mean me and you barely spoke to each other all week um missed you bro and yeah. uh, no, i knew you were sick uh, and i had all this stuff going on too so <laughs> life gets in the way but i'm glad you're feeling better and i'm glad that at three years of audionautic there's a new curtis yeah we're getting there just about just about yeah. so yeah um how about you brother what you been doing what you been up to oh man <laughs> <laughs> It's been a whirlwind, man. Saturday, I had the baby shower, and then we sold both of our cars, bought a new car, and uh, my brother gave me the old truck as well. So we like went from two cars to zero to two cars. Love the new car. It's awesome. And then yesterday, I took my dog out and stepped on a nail and had to go to like urgent care to figure out that, get the tetanus shot. 
I had on the to-do list that day, get a Tdap, which is the whooping cough for the baby, because everyone that's near the baby has to get it. And then <laughs> I had to get it anyways, because I did that. But I made it. I'm here. We're all good. And uh, I, I think talking about all these changes and dealing with changes and like taking breaks and things like that, we've kind of learned all of this from each other and mm -hmm. and working together for three years. So I think this segues quite nicely. That's a hell of a segue. Yes, <laughs> quite nicely and naturally into talking about collabs because you and I were just discussing three years of this. We've really grown. We've seen each other change as full, as artists, as musicians. And this is a long-term collab. Not all of them have to be like that. But we want to talk about some of the best strategies for approaching collabs. When you're in a collab, best ways to work, some ideas of working together. Because you have to remember, nobody works the same way you do. We all kind of are different. And so you have to kind of navigate that a little bit. So we'll talk that. And then we'll just share our own story collaborating as artists when we did you here at the start and the end of this and then also doing all of this and uh, we've got uh, Thomas our patron in the green room Thomas we see you we'll let everybody in in a little bit we'll we're gonna run through a few things and then patrons if you want to come on the link is in the let's see it's on patreon it's in discord and it's on the Twitter chat so yes. you can head to any of those options and hop in uh, but otherwise we'll talk with you in the chat and then Thomas we'll get you in soon we're looking forward to hearing from you but uh, what do you want to start with yeah. Curtis well, oh, and a um, but, survey channel. Sorry, Curtis, but yeah, welcome, Curtis. Yeah, What's okay. up? Um, well, I, I, I want to, I want to just take this notion of uh, the quintessential idea of collabro, collabro, like that thing, that that phrase that people use at the beginning of uh, when they uh, enter a collaboration. So this episode, we're going to be talking about why we collaborate uh, from different perspectives. So the advantages from an artistic perspective. Um, we're going to be looking at why uh, you as the viewers, the listeners, the producer, whatever, we're going to be looking at why you want to collaborate from, say, a, a marketing perspective, because obviously we always uh, do that on the marketing side of things as well. And then, like you say, we're going to be running through our origin story. We're going to get a bit nostalgic because it, yeah. we've been feeling a bit nostalgic. Three years and it's like, yeah. you know, this, big this changes is, coming up. You know, it's time. Exactly. It's, it's time. time. So. We're going to be very candid. Uh, well, we're going to be very candid. We're going to talk about kind of what we found works well. Um, hopefully, because you can get some information of that. But also, we're going to be candid and talk about our failures and why we have not done so well. What our projects or our explorations that have not been very fruitful for what we've been doing, or they haven't worked out, or they've just um, taken too much time, and so we shelved them for now because we never. Or the shelved platform, the platform the decrees that we can't do a certain type of content. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to be talking about that. And again, hopefully you guys listening back will uh, take something away from it. Um, and this goes for everything. Obviously, as some of us said, this, the collaboration of Audio Nautic is, the, is a long running one. It's a weekly year. Well, it's been going for three years now. You don't have to do that. Obviously, we're talking about track, song, music collaboration, which is a little bit more short term, but in the sense of per song. But there are many people that you collaborate with over years and years and years. So we're really going to dive deep on that to use that buzzword that uh youtube loves so much um <laughs> a deep dive yeah <laughs> but we should start with just how do you approach someone a potential collab and i mean your favorite way is this yeah, obviously <laughs> but i think there's better ways to go about it or at least sure. maybe i don't know then For again sure. that's how we did it 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, well, I know if you if you without getting ahead of the don't without jumping the gun. I mean, uh, we started approaching each other about our live sets. I was doing those those POV stuff, and you started asking about how to do that, and then we kind of got them from there. And that I think is the crux of the situation here. I, th I think it's important to understand the, the the root of everything is about relationship and building a relationship yeah. with someone because, for genuine reasons, as opposed to trying to get a leg up, as opposed to try and use someone else's gravitas or whatever you want to call it establishing a relationship with someone based on a humanistic level key in the foundation because that is the generally the thing that kind of enriches people as we do on this so-called real plane in which we exist and the notion of doing that is always best to do so find and be curious about the people around you find people in your level of interest your niche whatever you want to call it however clinical and business you want to call it why what is it that interests them about you and reach out and literally you can just say how's it going yeah no you're spot on because i mean me personally i feel like if personally asking someone but even when i get asked if someone just out of the clear blue is like do you want to collab like well i don't even know you you know like let's, let's talk let's figure out do we work like i'll use you and i and even specter uh, who i've worked with before and there's a few others like we all started just talking and sharing a common thing like talking about music talking about sound design i was asking you how you do those live performances because i was starting that was before i did any dollars before i did any like live performance and i was trying to figure it out and so i was asking for your help like hey you know how do we do this and then we started talking more and more and and then we started actually collaborating so i, I think mm -hmm. you're spot on i added this little ticker that runs on the bottom establish mm -hmm. a relationship first i think that's huge if you're interested in working with someone and and don't be scared to try and reach, you know? Yeah, maybe not someone that's massive, you know, but if there's someone in your niche or community that you think could work, just send a message. You do, It doesn't, don't start with, hey, do you want to work together? But be like, oh, I loved this song you did. Like, how'd you do that synth? You know, something like that. Because mm. usually everybody wants to talk about all this stuff. I mean, that's the whole Audionautic. We're, we're all sharing our gear and stuff like that in the Discord. So it's like that, that's how you can start that, that first step, let's say. Yes, for sure. Um, I think it's important, and you know, when you when you uh, to not go go straight in with the idea of collaborating with someone because to assume that you want to do a relationship with someone just because you want to work with them that is no, yeah, no one likes to assume in that regard. Um, even if you don't end up working with someone, just having that conversation is really nice. Um, and let's so let's not remove that notion from the, what we're talking about here. All right, so let's say. Curtis has reached out to someone, they've responded, you know, you started this thing. What do you go next? You've, you've decided to work together. What's the next step? Well, I mean, that is that is where the fun begins because lots of different people have different ways of doing it. You can trade stems. That's, in my experience, it's the most common way just by trading stems. Some One person makes an eight bar loop or a 16 bar loop. Another person makes an eight bar loop or a 16 bar loop. Render out all those stems and then you, sw you swap zip files. And then you make a track from them. That's how Trans-Pacific was made. That's how Periapsis was made. We just traded stems. And if you listen, you can kind of hear hear each other. Like obviously, so Trans-Pacific, I was originally my eight-bar loop, I think, and then Sumwarp made it, and Peri and it's very Sumwarpery with Curtis elements. And then you've got Periapsis, which is very Curtis sounding, but with uh, lots of Sumwarper aspects in it. And um, yeah, so that samples. I love that sample. Swapsies, I love that. Sample swap. <laughs> uh, I love that very much indeed. So yeah, um, another way that I found it, particularly when I work with Carl Willebrand, 
um, Carl, for example, had this concept and this idea, and he had the majority of the song, and I overdubbed some guitars on it and mixed it and sent it back, and then we were done. Um, so if someone's got a fully-fledged idea, that could be another way of doing it in that regard. If you've got a song which is three-quarters of the way there and you just don't quite know how to finish it off, send it to someone and just see what they do with it, you know. Um, any track. This a featured part. Featured part. I like that. So I'm trying to go while listening to you. I'm trying to add these. (laughs) (laughs) Great fun, man. It's great fun. Um, I think another great way, though, is uh, just similar to that is also remixing, right? Yeah. Another form of collab. uh, It's it's a little bit like not exactly working together, but it is an, an interesting way of working where you just send something that's done and then they do something else with it. And I prefer both when someone does remixes for me, but also when doing remixes to just take one single element, like the Mm. tiniest element of the song and then do something completely different around that. Like even this would be the absolute ludicrous level, but just taking the hi hat. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, usually you want to take like a melodic element, but there's no rules. There there is no, there are no rules. Uh, I remember doing uh, the Kepler remix for you inspector when you did that and then taking this tiny tiny little thing which you could barely hear blowing it up to this massive thing it being the main aspect of the track itself and then just turned it into an eight minute journey of just space exploration and that's real fun it's real fun because you know you can they they call it flipping for a reason and you can kind of put your own stamp on something not to put your own stamp to put this your own stamp on it but just kind of like go reimagine i think that's the best way of doing it um the reimagined mixes i think is a great thing that people have started to put through you know they've got a mix there's a reimagined mix i think that's a great way of doing it you know it's just an alternate reality so to speak a split reality you might say <laughs> the subtle promo right for a concept <laughs> <laughs> you're just Coming totally in, in 24 TV. months so in like two years it's like hey he said that two years ago <laughs> yeah um no i that I, I personally really like the first way. Yeah, let me mm. pop it back up. The sample swap. That's, for me, the most fun. And it's also the most collaborative because yeah. it's, you can choose how many layers of this you want to go. You know, you could you could just send the samples and say, whatever you make, we're going with it. Or they can send it back and be like, here's what I've got. What do you think? And either you could just recommend like mix changes or you could be like, oh, that's perfect. I have this new idea. And then you can add something else to it and you just keep adding it. Obviously, at some point you want to, stop that and never, get it out and be finished no you gotta yeah, well you don't want to stop it when it's like but you don't want the diminishing returns of you know too many yeah. times you're swap seeing it right and it's just like no you know you got to cut it back but it's it's the best learning process i feel like like it's how you can learn from someone else their workflow but also the way they use samples or the way they use synths or their sound design or anything like that like if you really want to learn new things, I think working with someone else is the best way to do it. And it reminds me when I was in a band. I mean, you come up with an idea and somebody else can just with because they have a whole different life and experiences. They'll have this other idea of using something and being like, oh, wait, what if we did this or did this or, you know, it just gives this whole other movement and i also want to add that hydro fighter is in the chat he says hey guys hey hydro fighter that talk about long time collaborations i mean hydro fighter and shady ridge have been working together for years so we'll hydro fighter if you want to share anything about that i think you put something in the twitter we can share that uh but put it in the chat if you'd like and everybody we'd love to hear what type of collabs have you done before and uh, if any of the ones we've talked about 
or the ways you've done it, let us know what your experience was. If it was something completely different, let us know that too, because that's the whole point of this collab. We're always learning, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I, if, for those who don't know, Hydrofighter has a long-term collaboration with uh, Shady Ridge uh, or JJ Whitman uh, of Shady Ridge, uh, uh, Kindly Spoken Thieves, and it's wonderful. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, and they worked together for a long time, and they have done it multiple times. And it says here, uh, understand this is from the patron uh, Twitter, uh, yeah, or x.com as it is now. Um, no. understanding who, not this, know, not yeah, this on this episode. episode, let's keep it a happy place, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go here. So, uh, ideas are going to collapse, I'm never going to turn out as expected. This creates ex- excitement for me because it's unpredictable, and I think that's key here unpredictability. Understanding who you're working with and the roles each of us play is key. We trigger off each other. He can he can create inspiration for me when I wouldn't likely have it. I also don't feel as much of the burnout towards the end of a project because of the com- conversation creates the anticipation of the final release. Having a partner in music gives you another set of ears too. So he's teased a lot of things. We're going to get into more into the marketing side of it, thing like burnout and kind of like not having to work as hard. Both, I mean, and there's an art- there's an artistic side of that, but there's also. Um, the notion of doing on the marketing side of things as well, which we will get to later. Um, so yeah, um, we have uh, we have Thomas in the chat in its own right. So um, well, we also Thomas. have. Hold on, you jump the gun. Hold on. Oh, Hydrofighter also that. said he can jump on the call. So Hydrofighter, just head to the streamyard, and we'll let you guys in uh, in a second. Is there any other methods, first of all, Curtis, that you want to cover? And then secondly, we'll let the patrons in in just a minute, but I do want to cover this as well. Uh, why is a collab worth it? And I think yeah. it would be great to have the patrons in there, but I just want to hear from you first and you know, discuss it with you, and then we'll, we'll bring the patrons in to talk all this. Okay, well, I think, okay, sticking to the artistic side of things as well, uh, we'll talk about the marketing side of things later. But I think just from the artistic perspective, the artistic journey, as we say, um, I think the uh, understanding of how someone else works. The being on a, in our own bubbles, especially in the world of electronic music production, where we're in a box, both in the box of the computer and in the boxes that are room and the boxes of our minds. People, oh man, <laughs> this is getting real trippy. <laughs> the notion of having your own flow state and your own way of working, getting into your own habits and your own um, own ideas. It's great and it's awesome and it's very necessary. It can also be incredibly hindering to growth and understanding how someone else can work, how someone else kind of does their thing, can shed new light. Now, I, I, I used to be really, really, really picky about kind of like levels and stuff like that. And I used to do like 14 mixes of this and that. The hi-hats are a little bit louder. There's a little bit more filter on this, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm kind of like, I get to the stage where I see how chill so to speak, other people are in regards to these things. You didn't and learn that from me. I did not learn that from you. <laughs> that is true, say. brother. That is so out of the two of us. I am the chill one. I am the chill one. And that, that, that's okay. I mean, I also, working with you, as I might say, allows me to kind of go the other way and balance it out. Because I'm like, maybe I should check this a little bit more. Maybe I should check that a little bit more. Because what would some author do? You know, it's like, you know, what would Jesus do? But what would some author do? You know? <laughs> Meticulously um, work over a hi-hat for like two weeks, you know? Exactly, <laughs> but work, particularly working with Willebrand, right? I, I love I, I I love working with Carl. Um, the notion of uh, Carl was just so chill, and I was frantic and I was fretting over guitar tone. All this and he was like, 
he's like dude does it sound good and i'm like yeah it sounds good he's like just do it let's just keep going you know and i was like it's a real breath of fresh air so in short well in long understanding and, and exposing yourself to different people's mindsets and different people's musical philosophies it's a really good way of kind of seeing how you work with that and it can be very cathartic to experience that in its own right that's what i'm saying some awful what about you yeah i mean i think there's so many opportunities to learn from each other and that's the best part of collabing like that's what i get out of it and then you cover the artistic really well. So I think I'll cover the marketing aspect. Uh, mm -hmm. The other thing too to consider is you're hitting a different group of listeners and followers. Every artist has their own people that listen and follow. And by collaborating, you're sharing that you're opening up to both ends. And so if you're thinking from marketing perspective, it's always wise, or it's always a good idea to try and expand. And like I was saying, try to reach if you can, there's always something to learn no matter where someone is in their journey. So Try to reach, try to go with people you're in the same area with and all that and just expand your marketability. You know, this sounds very market speak, but that's we're talking about marketing. We covered the artistic part first, and that's the most important part, the artistic part. But if you're trying to grow as a musician, it is wise to consider collabs as a great way of doing that because you can reach these new fans. And if someone is really strong on a certain platform, you might be able to get to grow on that platform a little bit. Like if someone's strong on YouTube and you do a collab, you might get people to follow you from their YouTube. So it's just another avenue to consider if you're trying to grow as a musician. Uh, anything I didn't cover there, Curtis? No, I think you got that. I think you got that. The idea of like, you know, finding new niche, uh, finding finding your audience doing, and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Ah, a few things here. Not only do you find new people, new listeners, you might give your own listeners something novel something uh, that's true yeah which is a nice concept i think um, yeah. and it's it's really good to yeah novelty is always good especially in this adhd kind of streaming world it's really nice to give someone new it's a little bit different and that is not just for yourself that's for like i said not just for your audience but for yourself as well no that's really true and and just off of that going back to the artistic thing I notice when I do collabs, I work in ways I would never think. Because just having that first start from something, when someone sends a sample, like when Spectre sent me a Paul Stretched synth, that became Kepler, which was a very different type of song from what I would normally do. And Trans-Pacific, I don't normally do that many change-ups and A, B, C, D, and flips and all these different things. But you sent me all these stems and I just started chopping them. And at that time, I wasn't working with many samples, but I just started chopping them, throwing them, layering them, making weird bounces of them with all these effects and things like that and um and and it, it just got me in a completely different work mode and just as an artist it was really cool to work outside of the normal but also i felt like the final product was so much stronger than anything i'd like done on my own at the point at that point you know what i mean yeah but completely i think it's uh yeah for sure it, it's throwing a new workflow your way and throwing new experiences your way and which allows you to kind of reinforce them later on i think the the patches that i um, the patches i created during uh, periapsis for example i still use them today and i still use them in a lot really? of tracks as like ear candy and stuff like that like there's a lot I, of like, i have to say I, I just have to say i remember when you sent me that the song i sent you i was like never happy with it was four tracks just like a mini log sequencer and a few other things. And I was like, I know this could be something, but I hate it. Like, and I didn't send it to you because I hated it. I saw the potential. I just, I couldn't get it anywhere. And when you sent it back, I was like, is this, this, did you use the stems? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. 
It sounded nothing like that song, but it was so awesome. That's the other thing too, like just just I, I sharing something and. And it, yeah, I mean, you could go, you could go all metaphysical now. You look at a, a, a moment in time, and then it finished where it's meant to be. You know, like it's just about that artistic flow and that creation. Like the amount of times I've sent you something, and I'm like, I, I or I've, again, I've hit a dead end. Similar to you, I've hit a dead end. And I come back, oh, genius. You know, like that's that. That's what that works. Yeah. That's what it's there for. You know, and it's almost as if those stems were created for me to sit on them for a month or two and then send them to you. And then make it, make, and then that's what finished it off. And it wouldn't be, you can't imagine it any other way. You know what I mean? It was and those stems dharma, their purpose. Exactly. To be shared. That's exactly <laughs> what yeah, it's no, about. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, speaking yeah. of some of that stuff, Survey Channel says, since working on a Bendu remix, I know a little bit more about working in 4432 mm. hertz. Interesting. Mm. I didn't know Bendu likes to work in that. Uh, that's interesting. He says, I thank him for that. I, I remember dabbling in that for a while, but I never stuck with it. And Bendu does. Face red heart shape because uh, <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube it shows, but on StreamYard, the way we're streaming it, it does not. Um, yeah. I really want to hear though from the patrons uh, that are in the chat. So, should we start bringing them in, or is there anything else you want to cover before we do that? Let's bring them in. I just want to say, Survey Channel, I'd like to know more about your exploration. If yes. you're willing to share, if you want to put it in the Discord, I'd be really keen to hear what you have to think about work. I've never done it. I'm just curious if you would like to share. I would love to hear. There we go. But yes, yes. patrons. I would too. Uh, Hydrofighter just dropped out, so I, I, I think he came back. I'm going to let one in at a time just for the chaos of manage, managing the chaos. But uh, Thomas, just give me a thumbs up if you're good to come on. Green room. Thumbs up. Okay, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Oh All right. Let's Thomas, how's room. it going? Hi. Do I have some? The sound was working. Yeah, we got some. Good. We got some. Let me uh, let me just see if I can edit your mic settings. A little quiet. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Thomas. How are you? Uh, good. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't planning to be on, but uh, now just oh, jumped you, in. You, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's no problem. But we, I mean, we love having you on. Uh, no yeah. need to stay or anything. But if you have anything you want to add, uh, we'd love to hear it from hear from you. Well, I think you you've uh, you've covered. Really good. Um, one thing I noticed was that what you said, um, that um, the, the big benefit of working with others is the, the feedback and uh, the, that you learn new stuff. They have an idea, they use a plugin, they use a, some kind of gear that you don't haven't, haven't used before and just have different ways of doing stuff. So that's the way to learn is to work with others. <laughs> um, I think a good thing you have to be aware once you start doing a collab is that you are willing to to be to use a bit of time a little bit of extra energy to to get to to a sound to to get to know the, the one you're working with because i mean you have to be sort of on the same page what are we making <laughs> yeah and so so um, yeah because I've, i tried collabs as well and of course if you're doing ambient music it can be a little bit more simple if you're working with people who almost makes the same stuff as you. Um, mm -hmm. That's getting a little bit more complicated once you want to make something that's different in genre. Um, but um, yeah, I, I love I think doing that's collabs. Where the fun lies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, feel I like that's doing where the collabs, fun but lies. it takes it takes yeah. a lot of time. Also, and I think it can it can do yeah. But also on the other hand, I mean, some of the collabs I've done is probably the, the fastest way to get to a final result because you can't sit around forever and uh, somebody else giving you a bit of feedback and uh, i know from my own stuff i can sit with that forever i mean and just ah well, tweak a little and 
maybe I'll add another track and blah, blah, blah. And then you just spend too much time. <laughs> I think the opportunity of a collab is the idea of working outside of your normal genre. And yeah, maybe it's not going to do super successful from your normal realms, but you never know. You might get that cross genre reach. And that's not really the end goal sometimes with the collab. It's more just expanding your musical horizons and working in a way mm. that's not your usual to just kind of like, maybe I could incorporate in that in my normal workflow, like that thing that I learned. But no, you're right. Sometimes they can take a while. Sometimes having that second mm. or third person can really help speed it up. Curtis, do you have anything you want to add to that? I just wanted to stem off uh, what something that you said, Thomas, about the notion of uh, if you're making something similar to someone else, right? It's just, sorry, it's like making ambient music and you both make ambient music. Making mm -hmm. ambient music is, is fairly simple, right? If you want to make something different, that's where complications can lie. And I think that just reiterates uh, the notion of having that conversation beforehand. Having that, like, obviously, we talked about how to approach someone and, like, I mean, approaching someone to actually, like, collab with them but then some of the best conversations i've had with people in the community have been that google uh online chat meet where you've met for an hour on a saturday morning over a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever um a beer not on a saturday morning but you know what i mean the well, who uh, knows? you never know <laughs> maybe that's what you're learning from the collab you know maybe. kick back a little uh, more <laughs> exactly but that that notion of uh <clears throat> excuse me sorry uh working out what it is you want to make finding out about each other's inspirations and then trying to come to a middle ground. And I know I say trying as if it's difficult. It's not difficult. We're all agreeable people. We're artists. It's not like, okay, I say it's like we have ego. Well, you're, too no you're too different, just lived experiences. So yeah, you, sometimes you have yeah. to make compromises, right? You know, mm. it's natural. Yeah, I think oh, compromises, com compromises is a big thing to learn. I mean, if you're working on your own a lot, you, you're used to nobody. Uh, nobody has anything to say except from yourself. But actually, learning to do to 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 make decisions that you have to compromise a bit the way you're used to think. You know, develop yeah. your own uh, skills and your own uh, ability to 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 go further in, in terms of what you're doing. Not always to stick to the safe, uh, small sound environment that you're used to to live in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's. Let's get Hydrofighter, if you're ready, give me a thumbs up. But I want to hear your take on this too. Are you good to go, Steve? Oh, his camera just oh, froze. Oh, I'm not see yeah, I see a thumbs up. Okay, I'm bringing you in. Let's get Hydrofighter's take on this as well. Hydrofighter, what's going on? Yo, hey, in the dream, guys. How are you? Good, good, you man. Your okay? latency seems a little, your, your uh, resolution and latency seems a little off. Is your internet all right? Internet's been a little shoddy lately, but. Um, well, we're, we're hearing you, it so it's okay. Bad. Okay, you just my mouth just isn't matching up with words. Yeah, pretty much. But that's all right. We can we could put two and two together. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Uh interesting conversation here. Uh a couple of things I would like to add is have you guys noticed that a lot of people are starting to re release um albums, EPs where each of them do their own songs, then mm. um release it as one release with two artists. So, so like Katie did that songs with Marianne and the Lonely Bell. Or one or two or Whatever, it's it, it, I've seen that quite a bit uh, over the past couple of years. I don't remember that with some of the post metal bands changing. You, you don't have oh, to I, worry about think, changing your. I style think we're losing you there, Steve. Uh, Steve, you're dropping out a little bit. Yeah. But I do recall. Uh, I do recall the post metal scene used to do that. They do split EPs. I, they'd call them mm. split EPs. So it'd be like two tracks from so and so, 
and the the B side would be two tracks from another artist and no remix, no nothing. I don't even think it was a collab in that way. It was just this like split release that I suppose the idea was for that marketability of like, hey, let's let's bring our fan bases together. That's my assumption. But uh, I'm curious if like the ones you're bringing up Hydro Fighter, like from Shady Ridge, are these artists working together at all? I know they're releasing separately the songs, but are they like communicating in this? Hey, let's make this theme or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely themes. But I mean, the songs themselves, every instrument on the tr- song is is done individually. But they they're working on the themes together and the packaging, uh, album artwork stuff. So there's there's communication happening. Curtis, would you ever want to do a split EP with with me? I mean, we did do a split EP, no? No, that was a collab. Okay, 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 okay. I'm getting a bit fuzzy here. I'm getting a bit fuzzy with notions here. Um, We are live. I know it's a lot. We're doing the chat, we're doing this, we're doing that. But but take a second, breathe for a second, and and, and then think. Would you be willing to do a split EP with me? Hmm. Would I like to work with my long-term partner, Sunwalker, more than I already do now? Yes. Yes, I bloody well would. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. not, I got a little nervous asking. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good way of doing it. I think the fun of it as well is taking it one step further. Again, this might be, this might be, uh, I wouldn't say unique because nothing's unique, but Sunwalk and I have been working on Voyage 2 now for about a year almost, and I think it keeps getting now, put back. Those are out of our normal range, those are out of normal range. Like, <laughs> That's some weird stuff. <laughs> You can take some. You can take something very lo-fi, and then you just throw it back, and it just turns into this doom metal, doom water. Oh, we're talking about doom water, right, guys and girls? Right, we've been talking about that. And they, we have a bit of doom water in the way, and it's yeah. There's vocals on it. It's drop A distorted guitars and like heavy yeah, electric I, bass. I don't know where that happened, but that was a fun I one. There is something to be said, and I think there's something about. There's something about what you're saying about like doing a split EP and doing something like that. And I, Hydrofight, you said it in the Patreon chat, and I don't want to hang on. I don't want to uh, put words in your mouth. Um, but you said, um, "Now, uh, I don't feel as much the burnout towards the end because the conversation creates anticipation of the final release." Now, a side note to that. I mean, obviously, I think that's very, it's totally valid and it's totally right. I think there's something not. I think there's something valuable about not having to do all the work. I think there is something nice about having to share the load of the work, not just from the idea of burnout and having conversations and being excited for a release, but also in the notion of when it comes to the marketing, when it comes to the posting, when it comes to the talking about it, when it comes to the emails and the radio stations and all that stuff, you don't have to do everything. And I think that is really important because it, you don't get burnout. I think it's really nice to kind of sit in that and have that notion. You've got someone who's got your back. Especially when you're starting out, I think. Especially when you're new. Especially when you're new to the community or whatever. It's important. I think it's nice to have someone go about. I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't the fact that Sunwolf was here. I think Sunwolf is. Sunwolf, I think Sunwolf has taken me through a lot, and we've taken each other through each other through this. But I think also there's been a lot of times where I've gone, Sunwolf, what do you think about this? And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. We had a conversation last week. He's like, are you think about doing? You think about doing that EP? I'm like, I don't think anyone's really going to pay any attention to it. He's like, yeah, they will. It's just imposter syndrome. You got this, bro. And it's like, yeah, all right, cool. I can do this. You know? And I think that's important is to find is to have that someone to share the load. In short, mm-hmm. what I want to say in that. Go no, you're right. Interested. I mean, I'd be curious to hear from you, Hydro Fighter, with this actual long term musical collaboration because Curtis and I work together for music and we work together for podcasts and our label and stuff, but we keep our own music 
respectively a little more apart. Like we'll send each other songs for feedback, like Curtis is saying, or the marketing end of it or something. But we're not actually usually like, hey, what do you think of the song? Add something to it and let's release it. So be curious. You work with um, Josh, Shady Ridge, together for your releases. So um, be curious to hear your take on that. I think we try to switch it up um with every release that we do try to do something different um when we first initially kicked off the project we were we were sitting in the same room and i was recording him into my system and uh as we got smarter and he had kids and so our lifestyle changed it ended up being uh bouncing the songs back and forth to each other and i think you lose you lose a lot of the uh spontaneity uh, the spontaneous ideas uh, when you when you do that because it gives you more time to really sit and think and I think start to overthink sometimes if you've got too much time when you're in a room together and you've got to get it done you do it mm -hmm. and then you're done you don't overthink it that's what it is and now we're starting to go back to that uh, way of doing it where we're just getting in a room together and recording things so it's it's fun either way. Uh, that we do it, but it's, it's always trying to come up with a new way to do it different. So we're not repeating ourselves. You know, we have our own separate projects too, or we want, I mean, we have our separate projects so we can do the ideas that we want out without having to collab. Right. I can do mm -hmm. whatever I mm -hmm. want without Josh's intake on, on what we're doing on what I'm doing for hydro fighter. And he can do the same thing. But when we get together, we want it to be mixed up and have somebody else throw in their idea. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, that yeah. makes perfect sense. What were you gonna were you gonna say something, Curtis? It just it makes sense. And I think they feed into each other as well. Like the notion yeah. of working with someone with a with a with a with a target and a goal and a, and the notion of I want this person's input. And it's like then you can take that back into your own stuff. You can go back into your own little world and go, This is mine, and put your flag up and say, This is just my own creative expression, which then again feeds back into it. I think both are very symbiotic in that nature. Yeah. Definitely. And before we get into yeah, you really have to sacrifice bit. a little bit oh, though. Go ahead, Hydro Fighter. Again. Um go ahead. You really have to <laughs> sacrifice your song. You're you really have to sacrifice your song if um if you're working in a collab. I mean, it's not gonna turn out the way that you want it to. It might turn out cooler, it might not. Uh we we get into I wouldn't say arguments were necessarily even disputes about even song order. we 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 were just having uh, conversations last week about song orders of of the album that we're working on and he had a total different idea than me and i had a uh, total different idea than him and we just kind of come to an agreement and there's no there's no like i said there's no arguing it just you just got to work together to to make it work no it that's makes nice. sense i mean that's the kind point of, of collab is that nothing makes sense but then it does make sense thomas you had a couple of interesting points you put in the chat you said i could imagine someone make their own version or remix of an entire ep and vice versa and i was like that would be interesting but then he expanded a little i would love to find somebody who's good at beats uh who would interpret a collection of tracks and vice versa i mean that would be really cool i'm would i would cool. think that may, in the grand scheme of things, have been done before. Not that I know of, but I think that would be awesome is you take these two different, like I say, like you, Thomas, you do like strictly ambient, and then I do more beats and things like that. We take these different things and interpolate them into our own perspective, right? Like I would take your ambient mm -hmm. songs and maybe sample flip it and add beats. And then you would take my songs and Paul stretch it or throw it in the modular and turn it into this drone and just to get this completely different take on a full idea, like a full concept of an EP or an album or something like that, like that 
is very interesting. I like that, Thomas. Do you have anything you want to add about yeah. it? Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be two different, like an interpretation of an entire EP, but it could be, um, let's say I have two or three tracks and you do your interpretation and then you, I interpret back again and try mm -hmm. to weave that together to one um, coherent uh, collection of tracks. Um, yeah. So so the point isn't trying to, to, to work on tracks together, but to interpret each other's yeah. tracks and make those yeah coherent and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I find that fascinating because the idea of like, like taking, being in a band. Yeah, working with yeah. someone else's song, but putting it into your own genre mm. and your own vibe is just so intriguing to me. You know, just completely a different interpretation completely, but then trying to make it coherent and tell the same story and stuff. Curtis, you looked very excited. So care to share? Yeah, just when you were saying that, Thomas, I was thinking about when we were doing this Starstream uh, private shows back back in the day before it became a hangout um it was me you and eon lake a precursor to adsn you might say um we were working on the toy box collab which is what i, where, I when you start talking a couple days ago yeah all right so in the same way that you're talking thomas about reinterpreting uh notions or just interpreting things in different ways right when we took a bunch of stems that we all just put through into this kind of google drive and then we we started to build tracks based around them. We had the same sounds and we had the same ideas and the same samples. And we kind of extrapolated them or interpreted them in completely different ways. And that was a very interesting experience in that in that regard. We never finished. That, we never finished it. We did never finish it. Um, that's another thing kind of got, that, well, I think that's a good segue, though, into our successes and failures and just overall <laughs> journey of Audionautic, is it not? I think I think that's fair. Yeah, you're oh, one with a sip. Today, He's got to get a sip. I see. I mute. Yeah. I'm kind enough to mute. You forget. I'll mute you for a second. There. I we mean, go. that was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> the water yeah. wars continue. Yeah, <laughs> the water wars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Curtis, how do you want to to start this? Well, it is our three years. And I always like to get a bit nostalgic this time. Of year. I want to kind of take people through because I think it's important at this stage. I mean, we know where we're at. We're not like this massive channel, but we're not like this huge kind of going viral thing. And that's okay. It's not like we want to be, but we have had many iterations and we have learned a lot of things on the way. So I think it's important to start with kind of where we started, how we started, and then kind of branch out into how we've changed and morphed into this. And again, I'll reiterate, I want to talk about the things that we've done that have been our successes. Obviously, this is what we would consider a success in our own right. But I want to talk about the projects that didn't didn't succeed. I want to talk about the projects that we shelved. I want to talk about the projects that um, YouTube wouldn't let us do, for example. And I want those are all projects that, if we had the resources, we would do uh, for just for our patrons or just for those who, yeah, we would do. We don't have the resources right now, but we would do that. And I want to talk about that. So I think it's a good. I think it's good to start with. Starts at the beginning, as they say. Uh, I think that'd be a good place to start. So question is, Samwalker, where is the beginning? Well, the beginning was, let's see. The beginning truly was working on Trans-Pacific and Periapsis, where we okay. just started talking as musicians. And then we started discussing like, hey, like we were talking always about gear and all these things, discussing your setup, my setup, figuring out like, how did you make that sound from Periapsis? How did you make this? And we were like, why don't we start trying to talk about these things and then of course it was 2020 and something happened in 2020 that had a lot of us just sitting in our houses and uh i just hit up curtis because a, a very strong community of independent musicians mostly electronic 
started coming up in the on Twitter and on Discord, and we were all talking, and we wanted to kind of make a place where we could grow a community around this and also showcase different artists and interview them and learn from their processes. And that was the first podcast we did, which was the Audionautic podcast, basically the first iteration of this live stream, which is now our like, well, theoretically our final form. But uh, so that was where it started. And then Curtis had been doing some playlists on Spotify at the time on his own. And we decided, well, why don't we merge that and do that on YouTube with a a radio show called Cosmic Sonics? We started hitting some of our first roadblocks and hindrances with YouTube copyright, where the copyright Mm -hmm. would, yeah, the copyright would either remove songs, make them silent or remove your video and they would, it would be at risk for strike and all these kind of things. And so we we started navigating that where we we put Cosmic Sonics aside and we made Audionautic Radio because everything was kind of going under this Audionautic banner, the Audionautic Podcast, Audionautic Radio. And we just made sure that it was, if we were having people on the show, they had to unfortunately not have like CD Baby monetization. We weren't monetizing it. But if you do that, the copyright claim from CD Baby or some of those other ones, that's what gets you typically. Sometimes it just puts ads on it and we didn't mind that. But that was start of the start of one of our first roadblocks. And, and that also became an issue with Binary Stars, which we'll get into. But Curtis, do you want to carry on from the first iteration of Audionautic Podcast and Audionautic Radio? This, yeah. So after a while, 2020, late 2020, early 2021, short podcasts were a thing, so to speak. And we don't tend to chase trends, but we were getting a bit more, I think it was more we were getting a bit more confident. Well, it was also just the fact that there was, it's a lot of time. We were editing these episodes Mm. very heavily and we were doing like 40, 50 minute, sometimes an hour interviews Mm. with people. And then we have to edit those down and try to make them, you know, paste well. Yeah. If you you look at the very first Audio Nautic, it was with Survey Channel, I believe, or... Either Survey Channel, Star Madman. I can't remember which uh, order we did. There were three. It was Star Madman, Survey Channel, and Spectre. That was our first yes. three. And they and they were like two hours long. And that was great. And that was fine. Like you say, it's a lot of editing, a lot of work, and, you know, kind of going through. So we came up with the concept of Lightspeed, which was a, 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 we took the name from a previous playlist that we used to do about short tracks. Um, and that was where we were doing like bite-sized tips and tricks. And a Hydrofighter was actually a, a part of that. Uh, one of those episodes. One of my favorites several. was the uh, making banging I drums. Still, still, still <laughs> reference that every time I'm doing drum production. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the notion of, um, yeah, exactly. It's all about that one. And uh, <laughs> so we were doing those short little 10, 10 minute, 15 minute. No, well, we try to keep it down to five to seven minutes, but eventually it was, it was coming to 10 minutes. Yeah, 20 was like the cap we tried to do. Yeah, well, it started, if I remember correctly, which I often don't remember correctly. <laughs> the, what's reality, man? <laughs> what's reality? They kept getting longer and longer and longer, and we just kept having more and more and more and more, and they kept getting bigger, not in terms of view count, but just in terms of content. And we were like, we always had this notion in the back of our head that we would start doing longer form content again when we were more confident and start doing it live and so we started playing around with different podcasts and that kind of thing and that's when we stumbled into platform issues and stuff like that and so but when lightspeed really got longer and it got more convoluted in that in that way that's when we switched to adsn and that's where we are now audionautic deep space network um adsn and that's where we've been now for 77 weeks give or take Well, it was also the fact that 
we had patrons. We love all of your input and we wanted to include everybody and find a way to kind of bridge the gap, do live streams. Now we edit the live streams a little bit, but it's not as intense as it was because we're trying to preserve the live stream, just increase the pacing a little bit when we publish them. But yeah, it was the live aspect of it allows us to have patrons like Hydro Fighter and Thomas come on and give their own opinions. And it's just another expansion of the idea of collaboration is we're all sharing and we can all talk like in today's episode to get meta we're all talking about our own interpretations of collaborating and i mean i'm learning a lot from all of you about the different ways you all approach it and what some like thomas you don't sound as jazzed up about collaborations as like and i'm not i'm not i'm not saying anything bad i just mean like you know you're saying how (laughs) there could be some issues with it and stuff and like i don't typically think about that but it's it's fair and it's it's quite true and like you think like yeah the the genre issue could be a big issue right yeah yeah it, it depends on what you're trying to do right so and and, and how, um, how how much you try to care about your own sound and not let anybody else come in mm. that space yeah uh, but uh and that could be a, a real personal thing uh, for some um, yeah and also when you're working with people you have to be honest so you also have to be able to say well i don't like that or i really like that <laughs> And that's okay. so that's a kind of you know that there can be some tensions, but not necessarily in a bad way. But just you have to be prepared for. You can't always be sure that what you're doing, everybody will just love it. I mean, because <laughs> it's just it doesn't not always work. So yeah, yeah. Um, see, see, I think the way I'm seeing it is, I think about it from this artist perspective of like all of these things you're talking about are lessons and like ways of learning mm-hmm. and and potential ways to learn something new whereas yeah if you think about it from like the marketing angle or something like that those are things you need to consider in terms of like well if i'm trying to get this song to go on playlists and stuff like that i would have to consider this so it's like the two different angles to consider it and this is what i'm talking about like we're we're collaborating right now and talking about our two different viewpoints of collaboration Mm -hmm. so yeah mind blown but that's that was i think the point talk just like with audio not our own personal experiences like this is why we do this, why we love this. I mean, maybe it's for selfish reasons, but like I'm learning while talking and hopefully giving some tips too, you know, like we can all take different things. We've all learned different things and we can all share that. Right, Curtis? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's a, in any uh, stretch of life in any form, learning to deal, deal with people and work with people is, is, is very necessary. You know, we, we're shaving chimps. We, we work in kind of packs, you know, and I think it's an important thing to do. And I think I think that notion of having having a sound and having something that I identify with, and then having that having handing that over to someone else, and then having something that's there that's not innately Curtis, is a wonderful breathing exercise through letting go of attachment to said sound. And I yeah, and I th- I think it's a really important one, especially especially if you're at the beginning. Uh, I think, especially if you're at the beginning of your journey, that kind of thing, having this notion that it's okay, there's there's no ego here, it's fine, everyone's just full of love, and everyone's full of just like wanting to just express themselves creatively, and that's the best way to do it, and opening yourself up to that reach rewards for just the internal mental psyche, and also what you end up putting in the DAW, I think that's a great way of putting it. I think it was because uh, when we talk about collabs, I think you're right, there's very different ways to approach that, because Either you have like your thoughts about, well, I think it's important to have your thoughts about where is this going to end? What is the purpose of doing this? Is this because I want to expand into some new, new sounds? I'm, I'm doing this only for just solely for fun. I mean, it should be fun, right? But 
Is it more like a, a project where I spend some time, try to learn new stuff, or am, am I trying to to reach a certain... I mean, I always have thought, if I'm going to release this, how how are people going to hear this? Where is it going to land? Is it on a streaming service somewhere? If I'm going to get a bit of traction there, I'll need to at least be sure that I make something that will fit in somewhere. Um, I know some people say that it's, uh, well, you should you should just do whatever you feel in your heart and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you also have to be realistic. So so in, in some sort of way, you have to, to shape your your product in a way that there will actually be somebody who listens to it, there will actually be somebody who promotes this, puts it on a playlist, um, whatever. Um, and uh, in case it's not for streaming, then you have to find uh, some kind of platform or, or at least a market or somewhere where this can get out. So I think that that conversation is is good to have at some point when you're doing a collab because if if one part is thinking, well, this is just fun and I'm just expanding all my new sounds and do this is ending up like a big mess, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> and and the other part is more like, ah, I want to do something that was actually, uh, you know, suited for this uh, personal genre at this playlist somewhere, maybe get an editorial, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's important to, to kind of, that that's one of the first things when it comes to approach, right? When you're approaching someone for a collab, I think it's good to kind of let that like clear the air and let that be known. Like, Hey, I'm looking for this or that. I mean, me personally, when I approach any collab, it's for learning first and then whatever happens with the release works, because typically, you know, your fans will want to at least check it out and that's the start. And then, yeah, if you can get on playlists with that, great. But as long as you're still, if you're trying to get on playlists, if you're doing your own releases, you can kind of tailor that in that way, or you could, say to the artist you're collaborating with like hey let's do one where we just each of us go goes crazy on the song and just does whatever we want and then let's also do another track each uh where we try to aim for this type of sound or this type of that um just really quick before Curtis, you chime in hydro fighter had to drop out that we're testing the internet but we're gonna bring him back so steve just give me a thumbs up if you're good okay Ooh, i think the latency good. slightly better but that was still a slow a slow <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> any luck steve let's hear you tell me how is this? Um, it's a little better. We went from like a second to a two and a half seconds. So we're 50% better. Welcome back. Right. I guess it's better than nothing. Yep. Yeah. I'm 100% okay. satisfied all the time. I mean, let's be honest, last week, I collaboration. Had, it is. Yeah, Speaking exactly. of, Curtis was saying last week we had quite a collaborative destruct fest. Try to elaborate. <laughs> well, I just, I, I was the one with latency issues and I was the one with mic issues. Um, <laughs> And I'm I'm bloody co-host, so like, like it happens to the best of it. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's all it's good. All good it is. Um, yeah, just to uh, it's pick all part up on of the show, though. I mean, you think about it over the over the years. Well, this is what this is why I always say it's like a little bit, but it, I hear what you're saying, and I think it's this. I that's what I like about this in the sense that we we're very candid about our uh, about our green room uh, chaos pre-show and we don't we, <laughs> today was the first day i was like wow we're, we're not having been, the only issue we had was curtis's microphone was clipping a little and then he adjusts it and i raised the volume a little and i think we were all right and then yeah usually it's like oh i don't have any sound i don't like curtis is saying i don't have sound i don't have this i don't have that we're like ah! <laughs> okay um i hear that and i think the 
But I think that's a lovely segue into talking about our... Just real quick, uh, Curtis, Hydrofighter said he's going to just join the chat. I think the latency got to him. So, Steve, thanks for hopping on. We appreciate it. I'm Don't worry too. about the latency. We'll see you in the chat, though. Appreciate it always. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry, Curtis. Carry on. Um, I think it's important uh, in that regard. Okay, so, like, okay, so, so what you're saying about Thomas and that notion of... Uh, being candid and being upfront about what you want to get out of a collaboration and kind of where you want to get out. I think, I think there's always space for that. I think there's always, I think it's always important to set goals. We always say you've got to set goals when you go into this. I think it's an, it's an important way of doing these things. And if that be, you know, I want to make it, I want to make a track that's going to get on an editorial. Or I want to get into a certain playlist or I want to do that. When, um, when uh, Spectre and I did Psychonautic Volume 2, we were like, we want to get on Cybian Soundscapes. And we, we did it. You know, and we're like, yeah, through, you know. So I think that is very important. Again, it's that clear communication. Everything is right. So whether or not you want to do the exploration and go for to see what comes out at the other end, or if you have one, or if you do want to say get onto Cybian soundscapes or ambient soundscapes or um, whatever, you know, whatever playlist that might have to t happen to tickle your fancy, um, everything is right, and everything is ripe for exploration in that regard. Um, it's just about finding people you're on the same page about. And even if you strike up a collaboration with someone who you end up not having a, say, a particularly smooth, I'm trying to be diplomatic here, smooth kind of relationship with, that's okay as well. Because I think you learn a lot there. I get in the name of, like you say, if you've got to, like you said, Thomas, you've got to learn to say, oh, I don't really like what you've done here. Or, you know, or have you thought about changing this up a little bit? That's a skill. And I think that it's, very necessary in which we can work in that one. Um, Just really quick, Thomas. Uh, Hydro Fighters back in the chat. He says, I love the technical challenges of ADSN. I just like them when it's happening to somebody else. Well, now you can, feel our, you can feel our struggles. And just imagine, amplify that when we're trying to also control and post or share the comments, switch the keyframes, share our docket, do all that stuff. It can get crazy, but we love it. And that's the best part. Thomas, what were you going to say? Yeah, actually, uh, Curtis, you said that um, when you when you run into the differences and um, in, in the way you approach track or sound, at least what I feel is that I feel an obligation to try to work around it. Like then I have to to deliver something that can actually instead of just saying no, this doesn't work. You have to change, blah blah, whatever. Then at least come with a uh, call it proactive or uh, uh, another suggestion, like. Bring something to the table instead of just saying no. I mean, if, if you don't really gel with what you're getting back and what is happening, then try something else. Keep on that's, pushing into to that's, to. Yeah, that's the best summary yeah. for anything. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's like the the key of what has helped with Curtis and our like our long term working together is that when something doesn't work, we just kind of shift. And I I love that. That's so true, Thomas. Like for music, mm -hmm. for anything, you take something, and if it's not working, if you try to just work around it, move it, shift it, and do that. And uh, Curtis, I say we've done that quite a few times, wouldn't you? Yeah, now I've just got Technologic by Daft Punk in my head. Um, the, 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 hey, yeah, don't get a copyright struck. That's why we stopped. That's why we stopped doing Audionautic Radio. <laughs> well, I think I think before we before we uh, enter and, and before we summarize, I just want to he head up. Yes, I think it's a very good point. And I think the ducking and weaving is really important especially when it comes to long-term success uh, audio nautic is where it is and it, it's it's in a nice place so i'm very proud and happy of where we're at right um that has come with a lot of shelved projects like we've said 
So just to bring something that we sh- ended up shelving light speed, God rest his soul, um, which I'm the only one doing that. I'm still doing it because I don't do it. I don't care. Um, it, uh, Audionautic Radio, we used to do a mix show uh, once every two weeks, once every week, I can't remember, once a month, I can't remember now. Um, we Then we worked with Billows for a while. We collaborated with Billows for a while. That was our first ex- external collaboration. Um, we He ended up stopping that, so we ended up stopping that. Uh, Binary Stars, we were doing for a while. And then that we stopped that and extended all of it. We did that for a while. So then it, that a part of that was structure. A part of that was the fact that we couldn't do copyright stuff on YouTube. But then we took those and we just kind of sidelined it. And, um, you know, for example, for a while, Audionautic Radio was for patrons only. Buying, uh, not by yourself, Starstream became our patron hangout. And, you know, it's important to take these concepts, work out with where it's not working, and then shift it to make it how it can work. So if you believe in it, there's no, there's no way it shouldn't work. But I think it's important to, when you see, come up against something, when you come up against something that you're not particularly enamored with, say in a collaboration, that's okay. You just got to roll with it, work with it, try and find a way that it works for you and maybe shift gears a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's it's like we listed those as failures, but they're not failures. They were just steps on the path that we then mm. incorporated the best parts of it into everything we could, like Starstream transformed into our hangouts with our patrons, which are the most fun of my month other than these. And then all that other stuff, we kind of merged into this show, ADSN, where we talk with musicians, we interview, we've interviewed Jason from Submit Hub, we've had mm-hmm. demos of uh, gear like Cherry Audio's Octave Cat and all that. So we, we, we took what worked from things and put it back in in a different way, just kind of recontextualize. And that's what we do with the songs. Like when we were working, I remember for Interstellar Daydream, you tried like a couple different things with all this pitch variation and i was like bro it's not working and then you like you figured out a way to still have it but have it work and it was like Mm -hmm. that collab we made it it, like i would never do any of that and i I don't mean that as an insult it's just not where i think but then we like met halfway and it actually ended up being the best part of it so i think that's the key just from what what i've learned from audionautic and what i've learned with collaborating with you with specter with uh, everybody else i've done collabs with mainly with Audionautic is we've grown a community and we're helping to release each other's music in a way with our label. And we have a safe space where we can talk gear, get feedback, share our opinions, all this type of stuff, and just learn in general, right? Like that's the key I think from it is the learning is that we can all together we grow. That's our motto, right? We just, we have something and we're figuring out things together and going for it. For sure. Yeah, Thomas. I think yeah, you needed though. I just want to add that I find it interesting to tune in and just hear guys talk because uh, <laughs> you do you do a lot of stuff in a different way than I do, and and also have a quite different perspective on what you want to do with your music and how you're working with it. And I, I find that inspiring in many ways. So I even I mean, Sonova, you you you've had some of my samples, and then one day that shows up in a short YouTube. <laughs> I did a live stream with them. Yeah, yeah. And that song was uh, awesome. I love that. Those sounds are great. Yeah, and you did some samples as well. And that's just which I downloaded. And then that actually ended up becoming a track, which I'm going to release now. Yes. Sometime in the future. So that one is finished. So, I mean, it's all, for me, it's all inspiration. It's all about, and also about community. It's about, you know, having somebody you can just every now and then tune in and see that, okay. Other people are working as well, and you know they have good ideas. And oh, that was a good idea. I will try to do that one day. Uh, right. So I really like that. I think that's that's good. So thanks for that. 
that means a lot, Thomas, because that's always our goal. Like we say, together we grow. And so it means mm-hmm. a lot. And I remember that song where you used my sounds by Sunwarper sample pack, the profit since, and you sent us that video doing the modular stuff. And uh, that was so cool. But I am still waiting for you to sample our voices because I know a couple times or typically you're always like, I was working on a song and then your voices just popped up in my head. I'm like, you got to just throw it in the song, man. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, actually, sometimes I listen to you guys on YouTube, like on, on 25%, like in the background. And then I have my project and then I'm doing some, a bit of sampling. At this That's tricky. There we go. <laughs> we keep in company in the studio. That's great. Uh, just real yeah. quick, Curtis, before I go to you, Hydro Fighter says, totally dig the round robin edition. Just interesting to see different opinions. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. our, we wanted to bridge the Starstream hangout with our ADSN and to have that be something we can all kind of share to learn from and that that's usually curtis's domain the round robin so i'll let him talk about that i love the round robin uh well i mean i think more only my domain because uh just the way we divvied up the show when we started first making it but yeah it's 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 that it's that conversation that's the whole point is that it's that it's that round table it's that king arthur's round table it's that notion of all of us sitting down throwing all our experience on a table on a certain subject and going right what do we have like that that's kind of that's how i imagine it every you know all of us in our armor and with our tankards and stuff and just like okay this is what i do this is what i do you know have you thought about this have you thought about that and that's truly what that is about and i think i think that is the best collaboration that you can do you you can you can you can you, sharing samples is great um creating tracks together is great but that conversation aspect for me at least there's nothing better than that. again the conversations that i have uh, in the lead up to in the lead up to making tracks and swapping stems with people are some of the best conversations I've had with some, with people. You work out you it's a it's a delving into the human condition of kind of why people think the way they do, which I, it's really interesting. And I think there's so much to be gained from that, which because you don't necessarily want to copy straight out what someone's doing, do you? But then kind of taking inspiration, kind of throwing your own little pizzazz onto it and stuff like that. And it, it's a really We've always say it. We always say it as well with the notion of our Starstream hangouts, our Patreon hangouts. Like we start talking about stuff, and people's eyes don't glaze over. And <laughs> I'm just so confused it, when you say yeah, it, synced exactly. to uh, this and that. <laughs> exactly, and like, and that's the beauty of it. I think the beauty of it is to be in a room with like-minded people, and that's truly what it's all about. It's that notion of you know we have a set of people around us, a support network, and it's great. You know, it's great. Um, wouldn't change it for the bloody world. Um, which, yeah, that's what I have to say about that and the round robin. That's truly, that's the notion. It's about getting us all down and saying, hey, what you got, what you got, what you got, what you got, what you got. Hang on, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And that feedback, when, when the Patreon, when the, when, the, when the YouTube chat is just buzzing with ideas and buzzing with notions, that's when I get those little butterflies in my stomach. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> See how people think and kind of exchange exchange that information with each other when i'm silent and you and everyone you guys are all just talking amongst yourselves i'm like yeah cool all right that's <laughs> what you know. taking it all in thomas what were you gonna say yeah i don't know but it, i mean you i think it was a few weeks ago or maybe even further back that that you talked about this uh, again, was something about collabing and and uh, about making a folder like where people just could you know upload samples and stuff. And and I just get the idea that if everybody in this little community made one track, I mean you could you could do like a, a compilation with a lot of different stuff where, where all the all the tracks are made out of the same sample bank packs that people yeah. have uploaded. 
That could be that an a, interesting. That, that could go idea. on like for a year or so, and then at some point you, you have something that's. I'll tell you what, patrons, that's a really good idea, Thomas. If you guys are interested in, I'm thinking like everybody comes up with a little sample and we make a folder and then we all make a song with everybody's samples. Who knows how different it'll be? That would be a lot of fun. Maybe we do that over 2024 and put it out sometime. That's definitely post-paternity leave though, because I, I, I don't want to try to wrap my head around that right now. I think I'd just explode probably. But Thomas, I love that idea. We can talk about it in the Patreon, uh, either in the Twitter, Discord, or whatever. But yeah, like Abby even says, that would be fun. I would love if we like all yeah. come up with one sample. Like maybe Curtis and I say, "Hey, we need X, Y, Y." You know, like we need a melodic sound. We need this. We need that. We need a one shot. We need drum one shots and all that. And then we can kind of all like choose first come first serve. Who's gonna do what or something? I'm just thinking out loud. But we'll do something like that, and then everybody just makes a song from that folder. I think that'd be awesome. So we'll talk about it. Everybody's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hydrofighter <laughs> says, uh, we are the world electronic version. <laughs> Benji says he'd be down for that. Yeah. So anybody, if you're watching this back and you want to take part in this, head to the Patreon. The link is in the description. Uh, and then yeah. you can you get in our Twitter group and our Discord group. But I think that's everything in terms of approaching collaborations, collaborations in general, and then we appreciate everybody listening to us, you know, wax nostalgic about Audionautic. But I think there's lessons to be learned from our time with Audionautic. Curtis and I have definitely grown as musicians, but also just as human beings. And mm. I mean, we look at each other as brothers. We've we've done so much together. We talk to each other almost every day. I mean, we talk. Maybe he thinks differently. I see those eyes shifting. But me personally, we're like brothers. We talk every day. We talk, you know, any any personal issues we're dealing with. We always know we can go to each other. And I mean, that is like the goal of a collaboration is to just have that sort of close friendship and and stuff like that so i think there's something to be learned from it and i appreciate everybody hanging out and massive thank you to all of our patrons who support what we do and help us continue doing this it's because of you all that we get to do this and do more and more and um i look forward to every iteration of audionautic from here on I think we've we're sticking with this way for a while but uh but you never know things evolve and change um, Thomas says uh, he's got samples, so okay, Thomas, game on. So we'll we'll talk about this in the group. But if you're watching this back on YouTube or on Spotify, let us know if we missed anything about collaborations. If you agree with us, if you disagree, especially because we love hearing all these different takes. But let us know if you've done a collab that you really loved or that you really hated or something like that that you learned from. Just let us know. We're curious to hear. Um, I think we've shared everything, but um, yeah, if anybody has anything else you want to add before we drop off, Curtis, do you have anything you want to say? Um, yeah, a few things. Uh, firstly, to reiterate, thanks to the patrons. Ever, you guys are the reason we're still doing this, and we are, have the ability to do this. So thank you ever so much. And this is wonderful. It's been a wonderful three years. Looking forward to so much more. Um, and thank you again for helping us and letting us do this, because, you know, love it, you know. Secondly, I no, don't think I've ever had so much love for a man who I've never seen the bottom half of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, and I, my wife, were laughing. We were like, we've never even stood next to each other. Never. Um, hopefully that will change uh, sooner rather than later. But yeah, um, love you, bro. There's no other yeah, way of saying love that. Love you too, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for everyone for tuning in this week and for every week that you tuned in. Um, love all you guys in, uh, in, the, in the chat. And yeah. Um, Want to do that sampling magic? Want to get this? I want to get a. I want to get a. a yeah, we'll talk about it in the, in the Discord. I've got yeah. more ideas which I've missed and I didn't put on the docket, 
but I'll con- I want to continue this in in the in the Discord. I think so. Yeah, definitely. if you are listening, if if you are listening back, I'll put it in the ADSN channel. I think um, so for non patrons can hear it as well once the show goes live. Um, if you are listening back, uh, let us know your successes, your failures. Let us know what you've learned. Let us know all of that stuff. Um, and what we haven't talked about specifically, we want to know what we have missed here on this show. We want to hear it from you. So please, the ultimate collab, right? The ultimate collab. <laughs> what, where, where are we? Where are we? Where are we failing? And or, and tell us why. <laughs> or just like, where can we grow? Let's put it a little more optimistically, okay? Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Uh, you are the light, and I go. Yeah, that's true. But before we go, Thomas, what are you up to this week? Anything musical? Oh. <laughs> I've I've been busy, uh, oh. uh, both with family work and other stuff that doesn't have so much with music to, to do with music. But I did in my holiday work on finishing two albums, nice. which I've been working on for maybe yeah more than a year, <laughs> just nice. catching up. And so, but but actually not. Um, I was just thinking when when I later tonight I might collect a few samples. So if you have a folder somewhere, I could you know. We can start that collab. Yeah, program. we'll make a folder. Let's just talk with all the patrons. Let's, uh, yeah. Curtis and I will map it out uh, when we meet next on Monday, and then we'll we'll like talk with all of you. We'll make a a yeah. thing, and then we'll make a folder and all that. But um, yeah, because I, I think it might be good if we kind of all like vote first come first serve on what sort of sound each of us are gonna make or something. But I mean, we can always throw in extra samples and stuff too. But uh, we'll we'll figure it out. But that's a brilliant idea, Thomas. So that's great. Yeah, I will I will leave now. So, for sure, uh, Thomas. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Nice Always happy on. to hear from you. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Nice Bye. All right. And Curtis, what are you up to this week? Well, after having uh, basically seven days of no Ableton, I'm going straight back into Ableton. Uh, there you go. Um, still many projects that I haven't finished off. Um, I'm going to get back into live streaming. I took a few weeks from the live streaming off. I uh, took a few weeks off from the live streaming just um, life. Um, so I'll be doing. Some I, I just have to interject. I, I love that your grammar teacher just caught you and yeah. you reset that statement <laughs> properly. You're like, no, 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 that's not right. Resay it. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. You want to be a C one or what? Um, the I I I request a few samples from people generally in the Discord, and I'm I've whacked them all into a template uh, into a simpler in Ableton, and I'm going to build a track from that in a live stream on Friday. Um, I've been getting, I'm going to get back into that. I took a bit of time off. Like I say, life got in the way and that's cool and that's fine. I'm chill with that these days. So that's what I'm going to be doing. New Lost Curtis, man. New Curtis. New Curtis. New Curtis. It has to be. Because um, the old Curtis, well, this one's a little less sad than the, the previous Curtis. We're going in the right direction. That's a step in the right. Yeah, we'll take it. I'll take it, man. Okay. What about you, my brother? What are you going to be doing? Well, I forgot that I had a song set for Imagine Landscapes to come out today. So it came out. I got Great it show. up on Bandcamp and stuff. Uh, this one was a lot of fun because it was when I, I was doing my first test to figure out how to send audio from the computer to the SP. So basically, I took a song that I made in the DAW. I actually made this song for an ADSN when we did Valhalla, the update to Supermassive. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We haven't even yeah. talked about Supermassive in a while, but here we go. So I... It was that piano and that beat. I fixed it up. Then I was like, oh, it would be awesome to have, rather than putting effects on these things, have live effects on the SP. So I sent the audio, like the full audio MIDI tracks, just with through the audio through USB into the SP and was just manipulating the bus, basically, like the total effects and was doing live effects, filter sweeps and things like that. And 
just loved the outcome. Like it gave it all this grittiness and and all that. And having sending it back, you get some audio. What is it? Analog to digital through the Either. quarter inch samples or whatever. You know, because you're sending out, you're sending in. Well, I did in through USB, but I recorded it into the SP and then sent it back in through quarter inch. So you have that like analog to digital to digital to analog conversion with all that stuff. So you get this like just punch. So it's basically using what I was hoping for last week, using the SP for outboard effects like live effects on track so i'm still fleshing out how to do this more and i'm going to make a video about it but yeah and then the other thing was like i had mentioned earlier just struggling to do that one beat with the circuit and sp that was fun to go back to that old school workflow and then yeah i like my dollis desk let's put it that way i like having this man that nova engine on the circuit just does not click with me not anymore well i mean it never did but now it just because I've been so set with having the circuit just triggering, you know, these lovely oh. synths. I'm just like, can I can I get some more analog, please? I like that. I get that. Um, I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Like I've got a pretty novation heavy uh, setup these days, um, and you know, I was thinking about it. I don't was thinking about going more out of the box and more doorless. Um, SP man. No, I love thinking- the circuit, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the circuit. I was even thinking, the circuit at SP pairs so nicely because the circuit, you can do track mutes so quickly. Yeah. On the SP, it's a little harder. But the SP, you can do all the effects and the patterns, and, like, there's more miss to it. Like, I don't know how to describe mm. it. But together, they complement each other. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could go innovation circuit or circuit rhythm route. I mean, that would be fun, too. Maybe. I'm not talking, you know. I, I think it's worth exploring. I, I do, I think... Once I have 10K, once I have about 400 euro, 400 dollars, I think once I've got it to spend, to spend, I'm thinking maybe an SP, maybe something along those lines. I don't know yet, but I think I'm definitely thinking, I think it's time, time to start thinking about a new piece of gear. I don't know what yet. I'm on, I'm on, I need to think about what I'm missing. I also kind of like the Hydrosynth. I don't know. That's a conversation. Hydrosynth is nice, but everybody's missing an SP. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean. It, it is a weird machine. Like it, it's got a hard workflow to learn. But once it clicks, it, it clicks, works. Clicks. And it, what I like about it is its flexibility. Like it can be whatever you need it to be. It can be your mm-hmm. effects box. It can be your sampler. It can be anything in between. It can be a sequencer. Like yeah, maybe it doesn't do some things as well as other things, but it can kind of like it can be a jack of all trades. And it actually is a master of a few. You know, like effects. It's that. a master yeah. of that. Like yeah, I think it's. I've been doing a lot of. Uh, Flipping in, oh, been doing a lot of sample flipping in the flip sampler. That's um, one, yeah. yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, so I think there's there's definitely, and I've been doing a lot more sampling in Ableton. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think I've been watching your YouTube videos and kind of where you're going with sampling like that. And it is kind of it's rubbing off on me. And I think it's. <laughs> uh, I, I'm in a I'm in a lot of producing at the moment. I'm doing a lot. I've done. I've written a lot of project files, and I'm now producing those project files. So I'm doing a lot of mixing. I'm doing a lot of producing sound design, and so therefore, when it comes back to being just standard creative, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll try to, and then it's just not really doing anything. For those who for those who are just listening to this podcast and not watching, I'm sorry for that noise. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can the, cut it. You just need to document the time so I can be like, okay, but there <laughs> yeah, we'll go. But yeah, so I think more sampling down the road. So I'm, I'm gonna definitely having a look at that. I think. By the way, but uh, before I get to the last couple of chats we've gotten, I noticed there's an interesting little stain on your shirt. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> what does this it say? Is... Let's 
Go Galactic? Let's go Galactic, sir. Yes, this is the brand new uh, Audio Milk Tea. And if you yourself were to lean back a little bit, you'd see the beginning of Audio Milk. Yes, and, that's in true. Visual yes, form. I was going to say, I didn't get to watch uh, the new one, but I have the uh, the original, the OG. Yeah. Audio Nautic. Yeah. We've got the OG and we've got the Let's Go Galactic. Yeah. The OG. The past and the uh, future. Past the future, yeah. This is, are we still, are, I'm calling them trophy teas just because of the alliteration. I like that. Um, of course. When we, yeah, when we get, this is, we might start doing these limited edition. At the moment, you can get this, let's go Galactic Tea, and it's just there, it's up on Bandcamp, and it supports the show, and it's great. You know? Yeah, so and patrons you. do get 10% off if any of you guys want to grab the shirts. Uh, if you haven't already, they are there. I think, I forget what the code is. It's on the, patreon announcement for it but i'll double check and i'll put it in the description as well but we'll we'll let you know if anybody's interested just dm us or uh whatever but um but yeah what were you saying about trophy tees there curtis well i think we are going to be doing some limited edition ones when when the time arrives we're going to force it it's going to come naturally but when we get this this comes from some authors uh quotation when we were demoing the octave cap right and on the back i don't know if you can see there you've got yep. the audionautica logo yeah, and yeah, ABS yeah. 73 and so I'm going to keep doing that. When we get a quote that people vibe with, and that will not just be based on the three of us, because obviously Ian likes it uh, back next week, but when people in the chat like it as well, if there's a good quote that we like, I'll design a t-shirt. And well, next up is the Eon Lake bucket hat. The, uh, you can't, yes. what, well, what's the, I always forget and he forgets it, but then he spouts it like he knows it every time, but it's something <laughs> like you can't, you can't have a, oh, it, what is it, it, like artistic experience without living Oh, you can't you can't live you can't live a life you can't live a life you can't live a life and not or is it life. you can't write about music you can't write about life without living it something like that I, I yeah that. like if you're watching this back i'm sorry i butchered it but to be fair the same episode you said it five minutes later i asked you what it was and you forgot it so work with me here <laughs> but if Fine. anybody remembers it in the chat let us know. But uh, in the chat, Hydrofighter actually asked, would like to hear the origin story of the Sun Warper Curtis friendship. We did talk about it a little bit earlier, but just to, to give a quick one, I or he, I can't remember which one. We found each other through Instagram hashtags. The one time hashtag worked, I suppose. But uh, this was like in 2019 and he was doing these live jams using a GoPro on his head, which probably messed his neck up, I bet. But it looked cool. <laughs> and I loved it, but he was using like a Korg Boca sample, I think, uh -huh. his guitar, I think the Ultra Nova, and then a couple pedals or something like that. And I was just starting to get into figuring out how to play live because I had a gig for my first Sun Warper gig was booked for uh, January 20th of 2020 or something like that. And I was mm -hmm. trying to figure out I had done the Ableton route a few times and didn't like it. And I really liked his way of doing it and i was just i just started asking him like hey you've got a really cool setup for that how are you doing it and he got back to me about it and we just started talking and then he started you know messaging me about some of my stuff like the way i was doing music at that time because i was doing like performance videos but not live videos and then we just started talking and then eventually i was like hey do you want to work on something we'll send each other some stuff so we send each other some tracks and um and then it just blossomed from there and then when something happened in 2020 we just were like, let's start trying to just, uh, there were so many people in these communities and we were all talking and we were like, I want to hear from, we each wanted to hear their text, their setup, things like that. And so we just made a podcast where we started interviewing them and it just grew from there. And we're here where we're at now. Did I miss anything, Curtis? I just, I just wanted to add that, but those first couple of episodes where we were interviewing, I was in, 
they were they were rough yeah i was in i was in southeast asia at the time and i remember you right. guys yeah, the time difference was such crazy. a time difference like doing light speed and doing doing the shows and it's like my one like 11 p.m one o'clock in the morning kind of thing and in the humid heat and just being on air and just sweating in the hanoi summer um yeah i'll never forget it i'll never forget it i'll never forget it it's it's, it's but that's suffering created beauty so you know it's it's worth it it's worth it and then in the chat thomas says you are the master of the roland sp yeah i i don't know about that but i appreciate it he says ableton sampler is so powerful DOS samplers are crazy powerful but there's something to be said about the limitations with hardware that i just i gel with it so much more but i love logic sampler uh, it's a lot of fun. And he also adds merch. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. If anybody wants to check it out, if you're watching it back, the link is in the description. It's a Bandcamp, uh, audionauticrecords.bandcamp.com. Our merch is over there. And like I said, patrons, there's a 10% off code if you haven't gotten any merch already. Um, but I think that's it. If you haven't checked it out and you're looking for some new music, the Audionautic Radio playlist, the radio still lives on despite us saying that it was done on YouTube. It does live on as a playlist on YouTube featuring the latest and chillest of independent electronic music. If you've got new music that you think might fit, hit us up on Twitter and we'll check it out. Um, anything else that I'm missing, Curtis? No, I think it's all good. Just again, thanks for everything. We, we really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to year. This will be our fourth year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a lot of fun and it will continue to be so. I'm looking forward to it. But with that, thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. Bye.